Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Roland Polzin. He is the co-founder and CMO of Wing Assistant. Roland is joining us online, of course, from California. He has built Wing Assistant kind of on Silicon Valley principles, uh, and they are doing really great things in the world of global employment. So it's a really interesting conversation. I was lucky enough to meet up with Roland when he was in the Philippines just a couple of weeks ago, and I really find what they are doing at Wing Assistant really interesting. So it's definitely a company to watch. They offer offshore staffing services on a global scale, and they offer business solutions. They often focus on the small and medium size market, which I think is the sweet spot right now for growth in outsourcing. And I think you know the lower end of the market has been using VAs and assistants for a long time, and the bigger end of the market has of course been using call centers for a long, long time. So the real growth in outsourcing is in this mid market, which I think uh, Wing Assistant has really got right there. So it's a really interesting conversation with Roland. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Outsource Accelerator. We are the world's leading outsourcing marketplace and advisory We help big and small businesses with their outsourcing needs, and we can help you too. We cover everything from offshore business and staffing strategy, optimal outsourcing structures, implementations, and fully managed services. If you are already outsourcing, about to start, or are somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course, the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. We also host this leading outsourcing podcast, publish inside outsourcing, and have over 15,000 pages of content on the site. Because we span the entire market, we can ensure that you get the best deal possible. Get in touch today. Visit us at outsourceaccelerator.com slash quote. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. Roland, you're joining us from sunny California right now, and you run, you are the co-founder and CMO of Wing Assistant. Tell us what Wing Assistant is. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Wing Assistant is a platform that connects small businesses typically uh, with offshore talent. And uh, yeah, we we do have a, a software product in between that makes this whole interaction more convenient, more secure, more efficient. Uh, and so, yeah, really to enable, empower small businesses to scale and to, to grow <laughs> without the hassle of hiring, without the hassle of 
payroll and administration and, and uh, all this stuff that typically keeps small businesses down. Got it. And you are approaching this. So it is a offshoring model. You are approaching this from a slightly Silicon Valley uh, angle, I suppose. You've got all the might of Silicon Valley behind you and hopefully some of the efficiencies with it. Uh, do you want to just kind of give us an outline of, of your origin story for Wing Assistant? How did you come across yeah. this idea first and, and what were the initial stages? Yeah, absolutely. So like the very initial stages were <laughs> that we're actually a more of a concierge app so we had an app that would uh, um, serve busy professionals for them to get anything done on the go, like restaurant reservations, travel plans, uh, I don't know, getting some groceries that they forgot earlier um, when they're commuting, etc. Now, that was actually pretty, um, went through the roof. <laughs> we were number one product of the day on Product Hunt. Um, and that was in, I believe, February 2020, <laughs> but then a month later, lockdown happened. Uh, everyone <laughs> went into, into hibernation, and yeah, so this app was basically not really something that people were looking for because no one needed restaurant reservations, etc. anymore. Um, the good thing was that at that time, uh, when we're at that stage, we got accepted. We just got accepted to the Berkeley UC Berkeley Skydeck Accelerator, which is basically, oh, yeah, like an organization that helps startups grow faster. They have a ton of advisors, investor connections, um, really smart interns from campus, and um, yeah. So our advantage was that we just entered that program and we had the opportunity to pivot and to change what we do, and so. We saw that that big shift happening to remote work for businesses. And so while for individuals, it wasn't really a thing anymore, we saw that businesses, uh, yeah, they, they still need this new engine that we already had. So uh, we applied it and, and that worked really well. Got it. And you, like all of us, have been through the last two years of COVID. There's been enormous changes to what it like work to to the habits and routines of work and what it means to be productive at work and also Absolutely. the tools that we use to contribute to work uh how have you seen this whole thing shift over over the last two or three years yeah so i think um first of all this shift in general is really what made our business in the first place and it is still um even though many many especially larger companies go are going back into the office the physical office um, many others though do have a hybrid model or still are working we re remotely for the most part uh, we ourselves are completely distributed so uh, I have my home office in in Irvine in Southern California two of my co-founders are up in the Bay Area in San Francisco um, one of my team members is in Toronto other team members are actually in the Philippines and um, yeah, so we're basically living that that remote work. Um, you mentioned tools. Um, all the tools are out there. They're getting better and better. That could be, for example, for, for task management, we're using ClickUp. Our engineers are using... Um, uh, are using their their uh, custom built uh, uh, project management tools. And so that all that all goes goes very well online and uh, in a, um, yeah in a, in a remote fashion and yeah whenever we need to talk we have a chat system so you can chat anytime anyone 
in the world, essentially. And if there's something that needs to be discussed, either one-on-one or in a group, we just hop on a call. And that's it's just super seamless and really, I feel, makes us much more productive than we would ever be in an office. Got it. And so your initial product started effectively as a B2C virtual assistant yeah. service. <laughs> and then you, I think, rightly pivoted into a B2B service, which is leveraging uh, global employment, uh, which is, you know, um, really, I mean, it's been happening well before COVID, of course, but um, the popularity and awareness of this has really been um, catalyzed by COVID and the remote work movement. Uh, Who is your customer? Who, Who is your typical customer? And what is your, would you say, your core product and core benefit for that customer? Yeah, uh, so it's it's a question. I'm I'm always like every time I hear it, I'm always kind of struggling because we do have a very broad customer base, uh, and that's because really almost any small business can leverage our service, can leverage virtual assistants. So um, I would, if I have to <laughs> categorize it, I would say it's mostly professional services. Uh, so that could be marketing agencies, that could be lawyers, it could be tech startups, um, and and really anything of the like. We have a couple consultants as well. Um, so yeah, and and really anyone who could uh, or who can leverage someone that's working virtually or remotely, and uh, any business that has tedious and recurring tasks. So. And that, that really blends over into your second or the second part of your question. Uh, what what do we mostly offer? So uh, really, really popular is uh, our sales callers. So really to grow the business and to have people call on uh, potential customers. Uh, same or similar, uh, similar fashion would be sales development re- representatives that do more of the Back end processes for for sales um, for for the sales uh, activities, but yeah, we also do have general assistants that do data entry, basic research, uh, maybe some basic accounting task, etc. So anything that's kind of like in the way and bogging you down as a founder or owner of a company. And then thirdly, I would say social media management. Um, that's also a big one. Um, yeah, so that. <laughs> That you as a founder don't don't have to go on Instagram and like kind of type yourself and create a graphic on Canva and then have to upload it and community engagement to kind of engage with your followers and getting likes etc. So the, the, those are things that are super easily um, handed over and delegated to uh, to someone working remotely. Got it. And these these are. I suppose you've identified these as very common needs, common pain points within businesses, and mm-hmm. they are roles also that can be applied with great uh, value and effect to these businesses. Um, and like, uh, do you help build the process for the customer or are you providing the staff or is it sort of a hybrid where it's part mm-hmm. staff, part mm-hmm. solution? How do you, how do you get involved with the process? Yeah, so um, that's a great question. So we do have customer success managers. So every client of ours gets matched with a dedicated CSM. And so typically in in the first call, and there can be follow-up calls as well, uh, we try to take over at least one task or one process that's important for the client to, from day one, 
save them time. Um, so yeah, that's basically an interactive process where we take on a high level, take the task off the plate of our client. And then also I did mention very briefly our product. Uh, so that, that software that we have that enables people uh, yeah, to, to delegate tasks, to chat, to upload files, to upload credentials. And another feature of this software is that you actually have a, uh, a flow chart tool. So you can basically outline your process, uh, whatever that is. And uh, uh, yeah, your assistant or your, your remote talent will be able to follow that process and then engage with you uh, through that, through that uh, uh, software. So the software, that sounds more like Silicon Valley now, and you're really talking talking <laughs> Silicon Valley. So what is it about your software exactly? Is it like a project management suite? And are you building that? Is, your, is that your own proprietary software and system? Or are you sort of plugging in something like an Asana <laughs> or something? Thank you for the question. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, really, um, it is a mix of all the above. So there is a little bit of uh, project management slash task management. I did mention uh, you, you're able to chat with your assistant. And uh, the cool thing is that all these features, uh, they they merge, right? So if you have a certain task that's currently being worked on, you see that in a Kanban view, uh, you can reply to that task specifically. For example, you can highlight if there is a mistake or something wrong, or you want to uh, get that task redone or whatever it is. So that's really, uh, yeah, it's a really convenient way to to deal with your tasks when you're delegating stuff to your virtual assistant. Another feature um, is that we just we actually just launched it. It's called Wink. <laughs> uh, it's basically a video recording tool within our software. So if you want to show some, like if you as a client want to show a process and delegate that to your assistant, let's say on how to how to post a, a tweet on Twitter, right? And then you can sit down, you can do it five minutes, 10 minutes, however long it takes, share your screen, uh, and then record that task. And that task will then live on our platform. The assistant will be able to see. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, you'll basically have it all in one place. Another thing I mentioned was that you have a, a credentials tool is what we call it. So basically every online platform that you want your assistant to access, uh, you can put the credentials in there. So password and username. Uh, for example, if you want your email or any other any other software that you want um, to be handled by your assistant, you just put in the credentials in our platform. They're securely saved with bank level security. So for any outside hacker, they wouldn't be able to, to penetrate that. Um, and then, yeah, you can basically sec securely share those details for your assistant to then log in. And yeah, really, the I would say the cherry on top is that in the background, we do have an artificial intelligent algorithm that monitors all the conversations that are going on between the clients and the assistants. And so to give you an example, to make it a little more uh, tangible, if you were to say something like, uh, hey, that doesn't look right. What, what did you do there, right? Our algorithm would pick that up as a potentially negative sentiment, would flag that message to your assistant supervisor, uh, and then the supervisor 
we'll take a look, we'll determine whether there's a misunderstanding, whether there was an error or anything else and troubleshoot proactively. That means that before you yourself have to <laughs> complain or even before you, you, you yourself realize that there is a real issue, uh, it's already being handled. And so, yeah, that together with the customer success managers that, that I mentioned before really becomes a... Uh, a seamless and one-stop shop user experience uh, that makes the the entire interaction uh, with outsourcing work or, or delegating to remote talent really, really uh, seamless. Yeah, that's super powerful, isn't it? What uh, how, does does all of this have to happen within the platform? And then, what happens if? A little bit of a conversation is over email, a little bit of conversations in the platform, and a little bit of conversations over WhatsApp or Skype, for example. Is that able to aggregate those 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 different points? Yeah. So if if you want to take conversations uh, offline or off the platform, that's totally fine. You can communicate via email or via WhatsApp. Um, however, the algorithm that we have will not be able to tap into those obviously because <laughs> we don't want to penetrate your personal whatsapp mm. however we do also offer mobile apps uh, and obviously uh, a desktop app so that means that even if you're on the go you can still leverage our solution uh, you could use whatsapp but you don't have to so you can basically wherever you are whether you're on your desk or whether you're in the metro or in your car, you can still use our platform wherever you go. Got it. Got it. And do you find when you take on new clients, you know, and I suppose it depends on the demographic of the client, but are you teaching, are you finding that you're having to teach clients how to run a team effectively, how to delegate effectively, how to build processes effectively? Mm -hmm. Or do you find that your remote staff or teams are typically folding into an existing process and existing organizational structure. Uh, and really it's just staff augmentation. Where, where do you find the sort of the, the differences, I suppose? Yeah, I would say the sweet spot is, uh, is typically staff augmentation. So basically an existing team, um, and then, yeah, they will. They just want to add someone remotely to their team to basically enhance the operations. So that's the that's the typical use case. However, we do have a couple clients that actually built their team, their entire team, uh, with our assistance, and so, so it it does work either way, uh, in terms of processes and how to, <laughs> I guess, how to help clients delegate, especially clients that may not be as familiar with, with leadership or with delegation. We do have an entire suite of um, uh, videos, for example, that tell you how to delegate, how to leverage our platform for task delegation, uh, and obviously blog articles and the customer success managers that can handhold you uh, if necessary for certain tasks or processes. Um, to make it easier on and, and more seamless to delegate. Got it. And so you are based in California, and yeah. uh, we actually met in person in Manila. You were over in Manila, yeah. Philippines, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, which is great to see you. And but you are more on the ground in California. I find a lot of the outsourcing owners and um, 
teams that are Philippines based, they focus sort of slightly more on the on the Philippine operation and slightly less on the real needs and application to the to the client. Now, of course, that's broad generalizations, but yeah. you are based in the thick of things in California. How do you see um, the outsourcing? How do you see the appreciation for outsourcing, the understanding and awareness for outsourcing or offshoring in sunny California? Do you, do you feel that the, the general man on Main Street, the general woman, the general person is aware really of what offshoring is and how it works? Yeah, so I don't think the awareness is <laughs> is close to where it could be or where it should be. Uh, so yeah, I think there like the image of outsourcing is still either uh, either one of one of each. So either it's it's a little tainted to to kind of feel like oh no, that's kind of uh, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> stealing jobs uh, uh, or. Or on the other hand, it's kind of like viewed as something that's only for big businesses like huge call centers, etc. Um, and I believe that many, many small businesses don't realize that there's actually fantastic and highly educated talent in other countries such as the Philippines, for example. Uh, and so... Yeah, I, f- I feel that especially for me, <laughs> since I'm heading marketing uh, for Wing Assistant, it is a it is a great challenge, but also a lot of fun to educate people and to kind of show them that there is something that they may not have thought about in the right way, and to really open their eyes to those opportunities that that lie ahead. And so, obviously, I, I said it before, right? Typically, we augment teams, so that doesn't mean that. Uh, any company would lay off staff and replace them with someone in the Philippines or in India or in, in Latin America or wherever. It really means that to achieve fast and and uh, and handleable, uh, scalable growth, um, outsourcing or delegating any tasks to offshore uh, talent is a fantastic way to do that. And a super quick way um, um, as well. So yeah, I think that is that is sort of like how I would describe the sentiment in California. Um, and yeah, I feel I feel especially since we're we're trying at Wing, Wing Assistant, we're trying to be very close to our clients and very close and very try to very closely bridge that gap between this um, yeah this perception uh, that I just described and the reality. Uh, that we can bring to small businesses to bridge that gap. I feel uh, it's really beneficial to yeah live and breathe the culture here, uh, tap into that, and then yeah unlock possibilities for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost like two worlds. Like people that aren't aware of offshore staffing or global employment, and for those of us that are, and obviously you know we are converted already. We're in the industry, but it just it's so obvious that there is incredible value and incredible utility. But for those that aren't aware of it, it's, it's amazing. And I think, you know, when I first entered the industry, I was like, all I need to do is have a quick conversation with any business owner and they're going to be sold (laughs) and they're going to, you know, have an incredible experience and save a ton of money. Um, But it really is very difficult getting the understanding across and, getting people over that chasm to getting them to to try. Have you had sort of similar conversations? Like how have you found the 
Because as well, you know, when you're, you know, in the startup phase and you're looking for product market fit, I, I kind of think that this is such an obvious, um, you know, jigsaw piece to fit the mm-hmm. puzzle. And yet when you actually take it to market, it's a lot harder to get people to, to bite. And it's not that there isn't a product market fit. It's just that people aren't really aware or open to it at the time. Do you, have you noticed that same thing or maybe that's just no, no, yeah, my marketing absolutely. materials? <laughs> no, I, I, I do notice that pretty much every time I have personal conversations, right? And I, I would differentiate between our marketing activities because we do try to really tap into bottom of the funnel traffic. So especially search engine marketing is, is where we're really successful uh, because you can basically tap into that traffic where people are already looking for virtual assistants, mm. for sales callers, for social media assistants, um, etc. Right. So that's. Yeah. And that's um, significant, isn't it? So it's people looking, yeah. it's, they have intent and they are ready to exactly. go and something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then, however, for the as further you go up the funnel, you basically the more education you have to do, and so that's why why I have uh, started uh, really uh, heavily producing blog articles that talk about uh, topics such as uh, such as time boxing, uh, task delegation, productivity, um, project management tools, online remote work, etc. So basically, to yeah, to tap into uh, a more um, a traffic with a little less intent, uh, but still always obviously with our motivation to educate people uh, and to show them what is possible. All right. So if you want to uh, build a team that's working remotely and you, you have all your people, let's say in California or maybe in the United States, uh, why not consider adding someone else that maybe sits in uh, Brazil or in Mexico? Right, mm. um, because they're in the same in the same time zone. They uh, have a great education. They speak impeccable English, uh, and they're half the cost, <laughs> right? And it's it, it's just um, yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's mind boggling when I have personal conversations. Uh, just could be at networking events, or it could be even even with classmates from my MBA, uh, trying to kind of yeah, and like. <laughs> explain to them what I do, what what we offer as a company. And uh, in those conversations, I really often feel like you just said, right? People are, they're kind of listening, obviously, <laughs> maybe because they want to be polite, uh, but it doesn't really, yeah, I, I feel that uh, uh, their thoughts are, are funneled and, uh, and wired really in a, in a very set way because, yeah, it's 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 uh, you would have to break uh, with with long lasting traditions to really, uh, yeah, to really explain or, or make people understand the value. I do think, though, that COVID, um, as bad as it was and as bad as it still is, uh, the lockdowns and the remote work, uh, they have helped. Uh, they have mm. helped to kind of help people open their eyes and say and realize, well, yeah, maybe we do not need to be in the office for five days a week. Maybe there is another way and maybe we can find solutions where we have a mix. And then then typically I find that they would consider even uh, um, offshore, for example. I'm waiting for this inflection point and I think there will be an inflection point in within the next sort of 10 to unfortunately 20 years where there will be you know, when there's kind of 30, 40% of business owners that are employing 
globally, then it will hit this inflection point where everyone hears about it, it becomes normalized, and it will then become the default. Um, because yeah. there are a lot of advantages to hiring people from a global talent pool instead of a localized, geographically constrained talent pool. Uh, and that's effectively all sort of outsourcing or offshoring is really. It's just employing people from a global uh, talent pool. Yeah. And but it takes a long time to get up to this inflection point, doesn't it? It's um, it, it's kind of painfully slow. And I think for a long time now, the industry has been, uh, you know, on one polarized end, you have the call centers, which is, Absolutely. you know, obviously uh, used by the Facebooks and American Express and, um, you know, all of the big companies. And then on the other end, you have the Tim Ferriss kind of solopreneurs, the um, FBA, Amazon vendors and stuff like this. Um, and in the middle, there's kind of this sort of desert, uh, but hopefully that will become populated now because there's certainly, you know, such as Wing, there are incredible products out there servicing these the needs of SMEs and there are options out there, but it's just really getting the awareness built, isn't it? And for that, you know, I'm grateful for Wing and uh, for you and, you know, being based in California, spreading spreading the word of global employment. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I would, like, my my personal hypothesis is actually, um, maybe, I mean, I have no idea how long it will take, whether it's 10 years, 20 years, maybe it's shorter. But I would say that one driving factor is that those businesses that do leverage offshore talent and that really take advantage of the the global talent pool, that they will be uh, on average more successful. So at some point, those will just be the winners in their industry. And then people will look at them and see, hey, what did they do differently than we did? And I believe at some point it will, yeah, it'll just crystallize that, that one of the deciding factors of overall business success was offshoring or outsourcing for sure and you know it only takes you know 20 years is a long long time obviously but it only takes the millennials to become ceos and founders and then they're going to make decisions based on their kind of concept of reality and for them remote work and digital work and global employment is just so normalized uh, I think it's the older crew that, you know, like I kind of grew up in the era of the push for paperless offices. And, you know, it was kind of a, a concept where offices should go completely digital and completely um, paperless. And that was a bit of a sort of conceptual strain. But now it just seems so obvious. So obviously, when the millennials start to, in the majority, run companies, I think this kind of outsourcing will become will become default, but yeah. uh, super exciting, super exciting. It's all and better how, for the climate. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely, absolutely. And how do you find the, because it's interesting that you are connected to the VC community and the startup scene in Silicon Valley. How do you, how did your pitches go and how did you find that people received the concept? Was it sort of novel to them as well or, um, or was it a hard sell or, you know, was it seen as, a very powerful tool that that should be a lot more prevalent. Yeah, so I would that that's totally um, it's a good question, and it really depends on 
which VC you're talking to. Uh, I would I would say the majority of them, uh, they kind of know about the outsourcing space, um, but they don't really see it as something uh, that's worth investing in because they also have that perception that, okay, that's for big companies. That's like a low margin business. It's, uh, it's kind of dirty, quote unquote. And um, yeah, it doesn't really have the returns that an, a VC would want to see. So that's really also why we at Wing Assistant focus on the product and focus on our software approach and really try to look at the whole thing from a managed marketplace, right? So um, we don't employ uh, our assistants as a company, but we do work with third-party vendors uh, or really, yeah, boots on the ground, let's say. Let's say, for example, in the Philippines, uh, we have vendors that do specialize in hiring staffing and managing talent that is something that they're really good at uh, that is something um, yeah uh, where they're where they need to be in the ground for and that is something that we trust them with and the same for India same for Latin American countries and so and obviously it, it also counts for the US we do offer US based talent so in the end it really doesn't matter uh, for us so much where the talent is based we just leverage our partners and then the technology in the background uh, to find the best talent from all of our partners for a particular client. So Derek, if you have a need and you really want a graphics designer, uh, then you would come to us, would articulate uh, whatever your need is. Our sales team uh, discusses that with that and uh, with you and explores uh, what opportunities we are to work together. And then, they put it in, in our staffing tool that we developed. And that staffing tool then basically distributes that request to all of our vendors. And our vendors then basically compete to say, okay, well, I have a fantastic graphics designer and uh, give the price point. And then leveraging our software, we're able to pick the best talent globally for that particular client. And so that that way of doing business is actually scalable, right? Uh, and it's scalable in a very powerful way because it does leverage technology. It does leverage partners all over the globe. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> we, we we just raised our seed round about uh, a good half year ago. We're currently out um, uh, almost, almost starting our Series A. So that's probably going to happen next month um and then we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes but yeah generally speaking the the vcs that understand that they do see the great upside and that's why we have been successful uh in that space as well so far that's great the good luck with the a round that's that's really exciting you. i i you know I'm, i sort of keenly follow silicon valley and uh, for better or worse but uh you know what interests me at the moment is deal and remote and omnipresent uh, you should go to their VCs. I mean, they they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars, haven't they? I think Deal yep, has yep. raised about seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, remote, sort of, I don't know, close to five hundred million. Omnipresent, one or two hundred million. And all of these companies are only two to three years old. It's just incredible. And these companies really are selling. I suppose you could say their product is 
global employment facilitation or the yeah. The, yeah. the compliance for global employment. Um, so, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, where VCs draw the line, where they draw similarities, but also they draw differences, you know, between your product, their product, a marketplace versus outsourcing. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of fascinating, <laughs> isn't it? A lot of these it lines is. are quite arbitrary, really. Yeah, it's arbitrary lines, and it's also a really a matter of definition, right? Uh, and it, 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 and that comes, or that really means it's also a matter of how you tell the story. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I guess that's <laughs> that's an interesting or interesting topic topic just for itself. Um, how to talk to VCs and how to kind of make your business stand out. You can have the greatest business. And you can have powerful growth, etc. But if you don't tell your story right, uh, then then you wouldn't get VC money, right? And vice versa, um, yeah, it works the same way. So it really depends. It really depends to whom you're talking to and how you package your uh, your story in that sense. Yeah, that's uh, we work as case in point of that, really, yep. isn't it? Like they uh, <laughs> they are the kings of positioning, and we work. You know, it was an existing product. Regis has been in the world and happening and doing its stuff for, for many decades prior. Yeah. And then yeah. we were came and repackaged it and made it funky and uh, got sort of multi-billion dollar valuations. Pretty Absolutely. fascinating stuff. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I, I uh, diverge from the, from the topic, but <laughs> fantastic. So your, your product is, it's, it's, it's different, you know, it's out there in the market and it's really having an impact on the market, which is super exciting. How do you, yeah. how do you structure the pricing of this? You have the software overlay as well. You assist people with the, with the processes, not just the staffing. How do you, what is the structure of the pricing for this? Yeah. So bottom line, I would say it's very easy. Um, we don't do we don't do hourly rates or anything like that. We we really focus on either part time or full time assistance, and that's because we really wanna uh, wanna double down on that recurring process uh, facilitation, or really uh, to for businesses to enable them to delegate recurring tasks, something like a like an entire function, really. Like like I said before, social media management, graphics design. Uh, etc. Right. So those things, uh, and and we don't want to overburden our operations uh, with with just random tasks that that come in <laughs> uh, as they would with sort of a uh, with yeah sort of a um, hourly deal. So really, yeah, um, the pricing is is that in that regard really simple because there's only part time and full time. And then really it depends on the specialty, right? If you want a general assistant that really focus on. Uh, on data entry or on basic research on the internet, really more more simple tasks like that, uh, that would come at uh, at four ninety nine for part time or seven ninety nine for full time, and then obviously if you're looking for a <laughs> super experienced sales caller with minimal or no accent uh, that has uh, I don't know a, a strong history in selling SaaS products before, right? then the talent pool just becomes very narrow and the price point goes up naturally, right? So we might charge you uh, for like for some superstar like that, we might charge you 2,500. So really the range is quite big um, and it really depends whether it's like an entry-level position, a mid-tier or like a top-tier level position. 
and that's kind of like um, we we don't publish that pricing because it would make it super complicated. So if you really have special needs uh, for your business or for a certain position, we work with you to kind of figure out uh, what tier uh, you what tier would be conducive to your needs, and then we quote you uh, pretty much directly, and then uh, yeah, you can decide whether it makes sense for you. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because all of outsourcing is really a bespoke service, isn't it? You know, you can, in the US, for example, you can get a salesperson for $20,000 a year and you can get a salesperson for $2 million a year. Absolutely. It really depends yeah. on, you know, Absolutely. what they're doing and, and the fit of the company, the requirement of the company. And so it is, it is difficult when people want one set price for something. It's just not reflective of the nature of, yeah. of employment, but. Uh, you know, and and that as well is why I encourage everyone to to reach out, to have conversations, to to speak to you, for example, Roland, because there's so much value in your knowledge and your experience and building teams and um, leveraging global employment, and so it's just worth having those conversations because every solution is really bespoke and tailored. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So it's yeah. it's worth reaching out. Well, that's uh, it's absolutely incredible, and congratulations for your journey. Where would you say Wing Assistant is now? Then, I mean, you you you're growing fast. You're raising Series A. Where do you see yeah. yourself in in a couple of years from now? Then, yeah, I mean, uh, really, the the opportunities are <laughs> diverse. Um, I, I would say, like the the typical path for a VC VC funded company would obviously ideally be to IPO in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I'm, we're not 100% set on that idea, right? We would consider uh, just becoming profitable and just generating cash. Um, uh, I mean, you could you could think about being sold to a behemoth like Upwork or Fiverr uh, if they want to complement their portfolio of services. Um, but really, um, to be honest, I'm not really thinking about that on a daily basis. Uh, right now, what really counts for me is to to improve our product, uh, to improve how we educate um, small business owners to show them what we have and to really yeah, nail our service and really make it even better than it is. So, yeah, <laughs> I would say that's that's my main concern. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, congratulations, and and uh, it's it's a great conversation. And again, people should reach out, have a conversation with you, and see how this global employment thing can impact Absolutely. and benefit their business. So, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you or know more about Wing Assistant, how can they do that, Ron? Yeah, so pretty easy. Type in wingassistant.com, uh, and you'll get to a website. We have a, a live chat that's basically. Um, um, life 24 7 you can set up a, a call with us if you want to schedule it uh, and get a demo demo or quote unquote demo um, it's, it's more of a exploration call to figure out with you whether whether we are for you and whether there's a fit um, yeah if you want to if you're curious <laughs> about me which i don't know if that's the case but you can find me on linkedin if you just uh, put in my name roland Holtzin. Uh, I'm there, uh, and if you if you send me an intro message, then I'll, I'll likely reply to you as well. <laughs> fantastic, thanks, Roland. We'll put Thank all of that know. in the show notes, of course. And uh, yeah, fantastic, great to great to hear about Wing Assistant. Roland Polsine, he is the co-founder and CMO of Wing Assistant. As always, if you want any of the show notes, go to outsourceaccelerator.com/podcast. 
And if you want to reach out to us, just send us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.